Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 322. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful Tim, and I'm very excited to talk about GVC. It is a healthcare, an online healthcare, but it's a little bit more than that. I'm going to let Tim tell you about it and get you involved into the actual podcast. So I just want to say that this was a fun episode, and Tim is just fantastic to talk to he made it so digestible so understandable and i hope you all enjoy this episode and go to the links in the bio below because if you are a um like you know an owner of a group of employees that are looking for a change in in healthcare uh let's say that you just started a business and you're looking for an option that's easy and um you know easily digestible for your employees as well um you know i know healthcare isn't the most fun thing to talk about but this one was so much fun to talk about so i encourage you guys to take a look at this episode go to the links tell tim why you like it why you don't like it so you can help him get better at his business so i always encourage you guys links in the bio go to them and before we get into it you can check every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com you can catch us at all our social media at finding arizona podcast I'm still working on the behind the scenes. So we're getting connected with um, the Spotify and Apple iPad iPod subscriber behind the scenes so that we can start adding our 21 question or 50 questions or rapid fire questions that we call fine examinations to those. And so you can hear our kitties are excited about that. And so before we get into it again, you can catch us everything under Finding Arizona Podcast. And thank you again to Tim. Thank you again to everyone who's been staying with us. We are keeping on the same pattern of staying up to date with these episodes. We're chugging along. We have more coming along. So stay tuned. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. I am so grateful. Thank you again, everyone. I will catch you on the next episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the global membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to a CEO by the name of Tim, but I'm going to let Tim introduce his business and what he's here to talk to us about today. Go ahead, Tim. Thank you, Jose. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, My name is Tim Amol, and I am the founder and CEO of Give Virtual Care. Our corporate name is GVC Health Tech. Uh, but give virtual care, meaning that employees can give a virtual health care solution to their their employers, to their employees, employees to their families. And then we can give back. Uh, yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're um, amidst. I mean, I'm just going to give a date here. It's it's uh, June 12, 2022. And we're probably amidst a past partial part of post pandemic, however you want to do call this section. Um, one of the things that we've noticed and what we've collected through our conversations is businesses throughout the Valley, um, you know, different kinds, influx, uh, deflux and changes, pivots, all that sort of thing. 
Can you give us a little bit of how this business came about and the origin stories, just because I can kind of kind of note at where you might have come up or why you chose this business to create, but I don't want to, I don't want to speak it into, I just want to take a guess in my head and let you kind of tell the story. No, no problem. I've been here in Arizona uh, 16 years as of two days ago. Yeah. My wife reminded me that I moved her here in the middle of the summer in the heat. Uh, Worst time. time. She she had never visited the state. So she walked out of the Phoenix airport and went, where am I? I think it was another one of those 114 days, but I've been here for, you know, long enough. Uh, I have an amazing family. Daughter is 21 and at U of A, his son is going to GCU, just graduated high school. Nice. And I share that only because in uh, March of 2020, we were all told, you know, leave U of A and go home, mm-hmm. get out of your office, be quarantined. And yeah. so that was the genesis of why we started this business. Um, you see a golf course behind me, an Arizona course. Yeah. I've been really in the golf and technology and sports business for about 26 years. Yeah. And when we got sent home, my immediate, and I don't really know why, but my immediate question was, what's going to happen to the people that actually work at a golf course? Because that's our, our core business. How are they going to see a doctor? Yeah. We're all going to go home. I've got great insurance. I can probably call and finagle it, but if I mow those greens or if I bring you a drink to your cart or if I walk wash down the cart, and then we kind of looked at this subset, Jose, of 1099 part-time and hourly employees. Yeah. There's about 35.4 million across the country that just simply don't qualify for insurance. So that was just noodling in my brain. I've been an entrepreneur my whole career. Yeah. And I think it was just sitting there staring at the walls going, we were all kind of like waiting day after day of well, what, what are we going to be allowed to do? Streets were vacant. No one could go anywhere. And um, a, a friend of mine, Adam, had told me about telemedicine the year prior mm-hmm. and never looked at it. Wasn't in my core lane. Wasn't on my focus. I'm not a healthcare guy. Not going to yeah. go there. But because of that quarantine, um, that's what started the genesis of wanting to build a business uh, that we thought could be quite disruptive. I think that's a beautiful story. And I think that's something that, I think a lot of people can relate to. I mean, you take a look at something that you just know that it's going to make such a big difference in, in such a wave and in, in effects that you can only just ask yourself a couple of things. Either I'm going to pivot and make sure that I'm staying above float with my business as current, or if you're someone who is not create or is a creator and it's just like seeing the value of that and just like, look, we have like you said, a subset of in, of group that needs us, that needs um, this, you know, access. And so you, you know, you just ask that question. And it's simple. It's like, well, if no one else is going to do it, then I might as well be the one who does it. Um, let me ask you this, because you did bring up the golfing. And I know that your experience, you said that is in the golfing world. One of the first questions that I was kind of curious about is, you know, you take this golf experience and, and you, I, I just kind of like, why, why, like why you, and why did you think that you could truly make this splash? Great question. Um, I think the easiest way to, to answer it is, is that we've got 16,000 golf courses across the U S mm-hmm. I don't know every owner, but I, I know a lot of them. Yeah. And, and it was, I think just that is our core business and said, how in the world are they going to do this? Yeah. Well, then I started thinking about my friends that run hotels and going, well, how are their employees going to see doctors? And then you start thinking about the people at universities and going, well, how are students, how are faculty, how are yeah. they going to mow the grass at a golf course or mow the grass at a U of A? They're <laughs> all the same workforce. And so it really kind of spurned it. Just golf was a genesis. 
Yeah. Um, it's now led us into quick serve restaurant foundations, federations, associations, hotels. Uh, we're, we're across the gamut. Auto auctions. We're yeah. serving a, a lot of folks. And what we found was one common denominator. If you ask anybody that is a assistant manager, we'll call it a Tony's Pizzeria, and they work 34 hours a week. Well, that's yeah. on purpose. Somebody doesn't yeah. want them to work full-time hours to get benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, they may be the breadwinner. What do you really want? I want to talk to a doctor, be able to get a prescription, mm-hmm. do it quickly, and have no surprise at what I call the Russian roulette of copays. Yep. If I go to the urgent <laughs> care, if I go to the doctor, I go to the hospital, I go to the ER, there's going to be this wince. I don't care how wealthy or how poor you are. Everybody mm-hmm. wince is like, well, what's the copay? Uh, it's $30, $85, $50. Yeah. Well, now with the rise of gas in this labor sector, mm-hmm. that's their gas money for the week. Yep. So why do they not go to the doctor? Because they can't afford it. They can't yep. afford the copay. So we have zero copays, zero surprises, zero contract. It's month to month. And what I said was, um, when we found some partner, we can get into as deep as you want. But I said, if we can make this so affordable yeah. and make it about purpose versus profit, I can do a mission and give back. Yeah. Um, you know, part of my story, and I don't know if they shared, but it, I worked on this during the quarantine through the summer and into the winter of, of 2020, um, you know, working my butt off, going after this thing, had a great team and still had our other businesses that we work with. And I was one of those guys that I kept saying, can I wish I would just get COVID, get it over with. I got to get this thing. So I checked the box. Lo and behold, uh, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas night, didn't feel great. I kind of run myself on the ground. By New Year's Day, I had a COVID test. That was a Thursday, Saturday. I found out that I had COVID. Yeah. By Tuesday, Jose, my wife had to rush me to the ER. And I was in the ER for about nine hours and told, say goodbye to your wife and kids via FaceTime. You're not wow. going to make it. And my oxygen dropped to 82%. My temperature went to 104. I had crazy symptoms. Mm-hmm. Thankfully for the people at Honor Health, they just kept trying stuff and trying stuff and had me there for about seven days. And here I am. And I always say I'm above grass. So I'm very blessed to be here, but it gave me this kind of new look on life of going, sure. I had great insurance and I was nervous as all get out in that situation. Imagine not having insurance and have the pressure of thinking, how am I going to pay for talking to a doctor, let alone get better? So that was kind of my, to your point of going, well, I could sit around and complain about it, that our our healthcare system in the country today says that the lowest amount is 300 Mm -hmm. bucks a month. It's hidden surprises. There's co-pays and it's for one person. That's the best we've been able to come up with. Yep. By creating a virtual healthcare membership, we can let you see a doctor, get prescription care, talk to a uh, accredited mental health professional, which now two years later is even more important. Yes. And then even better than that, we have a crisis line that for 24 seven, you can call it no cost. If you have anxiety, you have depression, you might have suicidal tendencies, all from the app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I built this and my biggest mistake Jose, was I built a website where you could download these services. And finally, someone hit me and said, Tim, the workforce you're after, they don't all have computers at home. They don't all have laptops, but guess what? They all pay for TikTok every month and this is always on their person. So I have zero friction to get to somebody because this is always there. Yeah. And now with the smartphones, hey doc, I have an earache. I can show it to you. Look at my tonsils, look at my mm-hmm. rash, yep. look at my yep. bump on my leg. So we, we really educated the world over two years at not only can I order groceries online, mm-hmm. pull up in front of a grocery store, pop my trunk, they put them in and drive home, I can talk to a doctor. Yeah. But COVID, while we're not a COVID <clears throat> you know, service-based business, COVID taught us all that we could use technology in 2022 because this is always on our person. Yep. So that was our leverage point was take the 300 bucks a month. Ours is $25 per month. 
Yeah. It includes that in, that primary person, their wife, spouse, life partner, whatever it may wow. be, and up to 15 kids in the house, all for 25 bucks, zero co-pays, zero surprises, no contract. Wow. So I knew if we could keep it so low, yeah. there's no excuse not to have it. Absolutely. I think that that's a wonderful thing. And I, I mean, again, you're talking multiple, like what I'm a guy who likes numbers and the thing that you brought up most sensibly is the fact that it's like, again, if we break down what we're talking about, as far as the workforce and what it's been like since post pandemic, you're looking at a workforce that is you, like you said, they're living off paycheck to paycheck and the, and the gas, as the gas inflates and we're trying to, you know, make sure that we're budgeting those things. And I'm one for, that's how my family works. We are trying our best to budget here and there so that again, the, we're just trying our best. And even I have insurance from my work, but again, right. it's like, I still wince at the thought of going to the emergency room or having to pay those co-pays. Right. Um, and I have a son, I have a newborn that's 16 months that, you know, again, it's like, it's those things of like, I'm trying my best to stay healthy and do all the things that I need to do. One of the things and the questions I want to pivot to and kind of bring into the light is, as you said, we have been taught through the pandemic that we can use and leverage technology through the benefits of our phones. But one of the things that I would like to kind of, you know, kind of look for, look towards the future is like, as we've understood this technology base and trying to broaden those different apps, we've also allowed ourselves to kind of um, be, I think, a little bit rushed or feel like we're the individuals that we just want something right away, right away, right away. Have, have you kind of curbed some of those expectations that you are still kind of a smaller company, but we're, we're taking steps to make sure that those benefits are for all. And we're keeping that, that everyone happy. No, it's a good question. We, we kind of call ourselves small and mighty and we are because we partner with the best giants in the industry. Got it. We're the largest provider of telehealth services is a company yeah. called Teladoc. Yeah. So you are fully insured under United healthcare program. There's about 16.7 million people. Yeah. If you look in your program and in your insurance policy, your telehealth services are by Teladoc. Okay, yeah. Universal care, the same exact network is on Teladoc's platform. Mm -hmm. So the most physicians, the most MDs, all licensed. Yeah. Callback times an average of 14 to 18 minutes. So if I need to talk to a doctor right now, yeah. I hit, I need it ASAP. Yeah. That's the average callback time. Or I could schedule it for 1.30 this afternoon when I know I'm going to be out of church or out of work or out of mm -hmm. school. Yeah. So by partnering with the best in the industry, we have the leverage point of bringing them and we aggregate that into one app. It is HIPAA compliant, FERPA compliant, completely secure, nice. privacy policies all in place because it's it's healthcare, right? Yeah. It's medical. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, and so all of that was the piece of it. And that's why we spent literally over, yeah. you know, well well in the, the, the major dollars uh, yeah. of investment. But we did it here in Arizona. We did it here in Phoenix. You know, we if you really look at, the Greater Phoenix Economic Council's got a huge healthcare initiative to make Phoenix yeah. a healthcare hub. So we're in the right city, and in Arizona, they're making a difference in healthcare. I did note that an article somewhere where they made that mention, where it's a primary function for, like the city that they want healthcare to be a primary function for this city. And one of the things too, I, I, I'm sorry to interject. That's if okay. we take a look at the history of telehealth too, it's like it influx as, I mean, again, because of the pandemic, and that was something that 
was noted too in a lot of articles around the world is telehealth being one of the main increases and in influx of of generating money and and, and re- income. Well, people realize telemedicine's been around for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Your yes. doctor calls you to say, hey, I've got your results back. Let's talk through it. Mm-hmm. That's telemedicine. It's been yeah. telephonically done forever. We pivoted and created the, the term virtual health because now with your smartphone, it's not only tele and audio and telephonic, it's also visual. Yeah. And that has changed. And you just made a great point. I didn't want to lose it. But your newborn son, well, when he's three, four, five, mm-hmm. the last hundred years, let's say 80 years, our choice was this. Moms are innate doctors. Little Johnny's five years old, lives with you and your, and your wife, comes up rubbing his ear. Mom knows he immediately has an earache. Our only choice the last 80 years was leave work, pick him up from daycare. Mm-hmm. He's a tyrant. He's not happy. Yep. Put him in his car seat, drive him to a doctor, go in a waiting room. The pre-pandemic was still hacking, coughing, sneezing. Mm-hmm. Now, post-pandemic, we don't know if anybody, because COVID's back and it's still hitting. Yep. Sit there for an hour to finally hear, Jose, come on back with little Johnny. You go, finally, you go back to a little room and what do you do? You wait another 20 to 25 minutes. He's crawling the wall for someone with a white coat to walk in and go, oh, little Johnny's got an earache. Here's a piece of white paper. That's what's so wrong with our system. Yes. And I just, yeah. that was our, our whole, because my kids had that. My wife knew what they had. I'm like, why in the world do we not stay on our couch? Pick this up. In 18 minutes, the doc calls back. They have their blankie. They're comfortable. Show the visual. Red ear. Oh, he has it. He needs an antibiotic. Where would you like it sent? Walgreens, Pinnacle Peak and Pima. Great. I can have it sent to my home. I could go pick it up. Never have to come in contact with somebody and be efficient. Because if you think about the employer side, the amount of of disruption that the employers have had, the the fact they can't get workers because the world is now, I want to be a gig economy. I want to work Mm -hmm. a few hours here, a few hours there, a few hours here. Mm -hmm. Well, now that employee can't get insurance because they're not full-time anywhere. Yep. The employer doesn't get a full-time basis of a, a staffing. That's why I have now hiring signs across our country. So we have this influx of going, what if we gave them a way to have a, a piece? So we've allowed our app to be private labeled. Mm-hmm. So let's say it was um, uh, Hilton Hotels. Yeah. Yeah. It was Tony's Pizzeria or uh, Bob's you know, tire shop that has 800 locations. Yeah. It has their name on it. So now when you sit down and interview somebody to attract new employees is we have great wages. You get one meal per hour, flexibility, and a virtual healthcare membership yes. for you and your entire family that's given to you when you do it. What about the people you already have? We, we don't talk enough about retention. Yes. There's this great workforce that stayed with us through this pandemic. What are you doing to change it? Because here's the fact, Jose. There's 100 employees at a company. On average, 20% are in the, what we would call the front office. Mm-hmm. Manager, general manager, president, CFO in the front office. They have full healthcare benefits. are in a warehouse, driving a forklift, driving a truck, stocking shelves, making pizzas, have zero access to healthcare. So we have this imbalance. So this 20% has full access. It's not their fault. That's what they've been given. But the price is too expensive to give it to everybody. So since we're not an insurance plan, we're the non-insurance solution. We've had two choices in our country for the last 100 years. You have insurance or you don't. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's two choices. We said, let's disrupt this and make a third choice. Yes. Whether there's a third choice that you can have a virtual healthcare membership, like a gym membership, I would say visually think about four walls of a lifetime fitness. Yes. I can go swim, I can row, I can do spa, I can play basketball, I can work out. One monthly price, I can do all that in those four walls. Mm-hmm. You walk into our four walls, proverbially, I can talk to a doctor, get prescription care, have an ongoing commitment with a mental, mental health professional. I can talk to a crisis counselor. Mental health across our country is at such an all-time high. And Jose, I'm sure you've studied this. Yeah. We're three to five years before we know it really is going to be the effect of this last two years. 
Mm-hmm. Having a student in college, having a student in high school, I came at this as a dad. Yeah. These kids were wearing masks at school ongoing in August in Arizona when it's hotter than Hades. 16 months at my daughter's college, they could not go on campus. They were stuck in an apartment online doing Zoom. What does that do to their psyche? Yeah. Well, in all fairness, they don't want to talk to mom and dad about it. Yeah. They don't want to talk to a professor because most campuses, the mental health support is a lot of the professors. Well, that's yep. my economics professor. I don't have to go to class tomorrow. And I just pour my heart out to him. Yeah. I want somebody anonymous. Well, what if you could simply tap on the app, talk to somebody, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. It's completely anonymous. 20 times a day, once a year, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But we're in a point where our universities, even across Arizona, if they have a health center, the average one closes at 5 p.m. at night and it's closed on the weekends. Yep. yep. You tell me Absolutely. one college that chooses when they want to be depressed. Exactly. They don't. Exactly. So it's it's trying to take this convergence and say, just give people what they actually need, not all the other stuff that's a distraction. Yeah. I think the one thing that I want to touch upon is that Please. the thing about the mental health is that you you mentioned it's like you want to go as many times as you want. You can if you want to just go once or if because for me, I mean, I'll just let you in. Like you said, you 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 were a father. I started like I didn't know. And I was in the middle of the pandemic and I had a baby. And so, you know, I'm stuck inside. And just the other day or last, you know, the other day, I just lost it. I was just like, I can't. Right. He's crying. He's sick. He's just been tearful the whole day. And I just want someone to talk, you know, to talk to. Yeah. And so that was one of those things. It's like, if I had someone like that, or if I had a benefit and I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I would know, but it's, again, it's those knowing those, those outlets, knowing those networks and being able to, I mean, easily, like you said, if I had more of a probably accessible app that I can knowingly scroll through and like, oh, look, I have a mental health benefit that I can easily click upon. That is, I mean, again, that is something that you are, if it helps just one individual and it saves one individual, I think that that is something 100% worth it. Yes, 100% worth it. What people don't understand is it takes right now, if you want to talk to a mental health, let's divide it. Mental health is... My wife and I aren't getting along. I'm mm-hmm. having trouble dealing with my young child who cries all the time. Yeah. My boss and I, I'm going to quit. I don't know what to do. That's a yes. mental health ongoing counseling effort. Mm-hmm. The average schedule time across our country today is three weeks. Oh, ouch. I didn't even know Where, that. When it's gray outside, a monsoon's coming. I didn't know it. My depression hits. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm depressed. I can't move. I don't want to go out of the house. What yeah. do I do? I can't wait three weeks to deal with that. Yeah. So we wanted to have both solutions scheduling for ongoing support and conversation and immediate crisis care. Because if you're on it with one of our counselors, that whole purpose is to de-escalate the call. Yeah. But God forbid if it starts to escalate and they know that they may do harm to themselves or may do harm to others. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a device ID. It doesn't know that it's Tim, but it knows it's devices there. Well, if I'm talking and this is on a bridge in the woods on the, at a building, you could dispatch fire police or sheriff to where this is and hopefully intercept something to your yeah. point, help save someone's life. Yeah. So if you're an employer Critical. in Arizona and you want to help your employees, you're a single mom, you're a Hispanic family, mm-hmm. you're someone that just has needs as a single dad, mm-hmm. you are having a tough time every week making it matter. Well, for 25 bucks, our whole goal was for so employers can buy it at $25, individual families can pay 30. I can do the latte factor, right? Five lattes at Starbucks and it's paid for. And it's yeah. not just one person. Spouse and life partner and 15 kids, everybody's covered for one price. Yep. So again, my whole motivation was 
I'm not supposed to be here. I got a second chance on life. COVID almost got me. I was yeah. a statistic of January 21. I got through it somehow. I was blessed. I have a bigger purpose. If I can help more people have access, because you don't know when it's going to hit. You don't yeah. know when you're not going to feel good. Yeah. And right now, this the is, only choice is. This is preventative. Like at the end of the day, yeah. a lot of our insurance and what we're trying to hold for is preventative. We want to prevent something like this to happen. And that's, I think that's beautiful that you you've taken a, a new outlook on life, especially after something as critical as that. And just kind of really, you know, I've been hearing a lot of life changing stories throughout COVID and, and just kind of hearing people either survive or just, you know, come to a new sense of purpose. And that is something that I can vehemently say that like, it just happens to be the most beautiful silver lining that I've heard or have been a part of throughout um, this pandemic. And yep. so one of the things that I want to um, kind of move towards and uh, kind of get to know you a little bit better and sure. just kind of um, understand. So you're a golfer, you're really, you were someone before you made this business, you, you were someone in the golfing world. And I just, I'm not a golfer, but I know how big the history and culture of golfing is here in Phoenix. Can you give us a little insight into that just to kind of, cause I want to, I want to get your fascination, your kind of sure. love of golfing. Yeah. Well, so actually I, I'm not what you just described. Oh, really? I was, in, I was born in Dallas, Texas, grew up in the Midwest. My father's a professional horse trainer. Uh, thought I'd be in the horse business my whole life. Uh, and that's where I got my work ethic, right? You, yeah. You have horses, you get up early in the morning, you go to bed late. Seven days a week. And up in Michigan, met my wife of now 25 years. Yeah. Uh, both of my kids were born there. And I was in the retail space. I've been very fortunate to do very well in the, in the clothing space. Okay. And retail. And I played soccer and wrestled in high school. Okay. Never played golf. I'm 27. I've been kind of successful. Again, very entrepreneurial spirit. My attorney at the time uh, and accountant both played golf. And my accountant said, Tim, you should take in do something with your retail background. Cause I kind of had a year where I could take a break and I'm kind of young at 26. Yeah. So you've seen these things called indoor golf simulators. Yeah. And so he was a big golfer. I'm a business guy. We went to Vegas and this is in 1995, 96 when they first came out. Yeah. We bought one. We put it in Lansing, Michigan, the capital of Michigan said, yeah, but one in strip mall, I'll do 40 of these. We're going to be rich. We'll sell the whole thing. It'll be great. We did it. And we opened January 14th of 1996 Okay. It was a blizzard that day, and we forgot that carrying golf clubs through four foot of snow is kind of a buzzkill. So it didn't work. It was a failure. It was a big, huge, like, oh, my gosh, I put most of my life savings in this. So we quickly retooled. We figured out a way to put it into two crates. Mm -hmm. We drove to Detroit, Michigan. We knocked on doors of three little companies called Ford, Chrysler, and GM and said, hey, can we rent these to you? Can we bring Pebble Beach and Coeur d'Alene and these types of golf courses indoors for your parties and your events? Yeah. They said, sure. How much? I said, you know, you know, one of those entrepreneurial moments and you're like, how about three grand for the night? We would have paid you 10. It's like, oh, but started selling them, started uh, leasing them and having it go. And from there, I, I've been very blessed to do multiple companies in golf and be part of many, many uh, entrepreneurial efforts. And, and in 06, got a chance to come out here and and do more for the, the tour side and, and TJ tour players and the rest. And we've been here for 16 years, um, but we are a golf nut family. We, yeah. named, our, we named our son, Nicholas Palmer after Jack Nicholas. Nice. And Palmer. nice. Uh, he's a, been proficient. I'm a, a volunteer golf coach at Scottsdale Christian high school. Have been okay. for six years. So we're, we're deep into golf, but 
my yeah. beginnings were not in golf at I all, which is what everybody so cool. assumes. How do you go 26 years in that space and yeah. I wasn't a player? So I just, I was in it for the business, to be candid. I realized yeah. that it's a great demographic and ending up in Arizona, one of the, you know, it is the hotbed of golf in the country. So, yeah. Well, I mean, just to, just to have that, to find that niche and to, to stick with it, it's just interesting to me because yeah, it's like if you had, if you, let's say were a gum or a, you know, candy person or, you know, video game person or right. not, none of, not even that you were in the business of it. And you sure. just sort of like, you know, I'm good at business. This is, this is something that I pivoted to. And I, it just, to me, is like, it's cool. Like you were able to rise above without even having the, I guess, not the the knowledge, but just not the, the, the background history of it. Like the, the thick history as some people might like a Palmer or something like that. <laughs> right. Most of these guys have all you know played high school golf. They played college golf. They mm-hmm. got right business. And yeah. I come from, came from a different place. And I'll be honest, if you come back to give virtual care, it's kind of the same thing. I had no fear about it because I went, I'm not a healthcare guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I write all the checks. I've had up to 400 employees. I've written all the insurance checks. I know the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So what if I come at this as an employer who has yeah. the pain and going, it's just too expensive. Yeah. So I relate to people as a business owner to business owner going, I know your pain. Mm-hmm. And I give a lot of credit. I had a friend um, probably four or five months into the pandemic, when I had this idea to take this big, we were talking one day on a, on a path in our neighborhood where we, you know, none of us were supposed to be near each other. So that 10 feet of coin, I he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm thinking I'm gonna go raise $50 million. I wanna buy 10 small telemedicine companies. I'm gonna band them together, create one new name, same technology and enterprise software, and I'm gonna take it to the market. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, sounds great. Before you do that, go look up a little article for me if you don't mind. I said, great, who's it about? Well, three guys, Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan Chase, Warren Buffett, you might know him, and yeah. Jeff Bezos from Amazon. Yeah. I said, okay, he goes, well, Tim, they started a company called Haven. They pulled $4 billion together to could take on big insurance and upset the entire industry world. I said, wow, okay, that's awesome. He goes, in three years, they shut it down and they wrote it off. Yeah. They couldn't do it. You can't take them on. So that's when my, my light bulb went, wait a minute, rather than try to go disrupt, mm-hmm. what if I go take the best in class what they don't do is they don't talk to a part-timer. Nobody does. They don't talk to an hourly employee because nobody does. Yeah. They don't talk to a 1099 worker that's on their own because nobody does. That's just kind of forgotten about. So I mm-hmm. said, well, if I get hyper-focused on just this one sector of employee, I might have a, have a niche and I don't yeah. come up with bad habits of healthcare. I'm coming as, what do I want for me and my family? What do I want for yeah. my own employees? Yeah. So that's what we build. And I have to make first very, very clear. We have a team of people at GBC from our app developers in, in BC to our designers, to UI UX, to our national partnerships. Our team is unbelievable. I'm just happen to be the guy that gets to steer the rudder. It's the team that does all of the work for Give Virtual Care. Um, and the plus, guy that gets to stand in front of the screen screen. With- uh, sometimes. <laughs> we, you know, we, we partner with, uh, with Lavage. Uh, they have a massively strong healthcare PR department under Ann Robertson yeah. and Emma and the team there at Leverage. I think that's how we got to meet. But you know, we really wanted to bring the best to say, if we get this story out, how many people can we affect? So we just signed, quick story, and I'll, I'll let you ask your questions. But no, no, you're good. The Professional Beauty Federation. Yeah. You ever heard of it? No. I didn't have any idea PBF even existed. The Professional Beauty Federation is the 2.2 million stylists and barbers across our country that sit there and cut our hair, color our hair, dye our hair, work on our hair, 
Yeah, they, they're all independents. Yeah, yeah, I know that. You're independent. You don't have insurance. Yep, I know that. We've partnered with them to now take this out to every single one of their folks. There's now all of these people that can go, just because I'm independent doesn't mean I can't take care of me and my family. Yep. An extremely low price point that's there. Show me your stethoscope. Ever heard of it? No. Show me. 15,000 travel nurses, in-home nurses, hospice care nurses that are all independents. Hmm. But you would think you're a nurse. You have to have great health care. You have to have great insurance. They don't work for the doctor. They're an outsourced liaison to work with my mom or dad who has to have hospice care or my aunt or uncle that needs to have somebody come into their home. So we have these large contingencies of workforce that we all assume have Have. taken care of. And they just don't. Yet they take care of us on a daily basis. That's the one that got me. That's the nurses of the hospice that got me. But, you know, and just from someone who has family members who are hair care, like they do do hair and stuff like that. That's even I I knew that off the top, but I didn't know of the society of of those um, that group, that larger group. So it's just really fantastic that. Yeah. If you take a look again. I mean, the workforce is just been decimated and now we're as we're slowly rebuilding and then you one part is retention like you said and having the benefits of giving that to this cavalcade of individuals who are independent that have been with you in your business for a long time but then again like you said you introduce you know a new group of like saying hey look we got this for you we're not just like you know going to let you work and and not have this the other part is, like you said, this is some of the best doctors and some of like this best network. It's not that they don't want to see those part-timers. I think that they want to see them. It's just that they're handcuffed to the system. And, and that's they don't know how what, to reach them. Right? Yeah. They're, 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 they're all independent. Yeah, exactly. So this is the best of the best coming together. And you have done your homework. And I have full, like, just high hopes for this for you and for your group. Um, one last thing before, like I, I do get into a little bit of you, but I also want to know a little bit of your routine because you are a CEO and someone who is a creative and an entrepreneur yourself. What are some of the daily routines in your life that you like to keep to balanced or keep your head straight? Drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, they, been an interesting time. I think you know, I'll answer it in two ways. The first, I'll, I'll preface it this way. I'm most amazed that we started this two months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The very first employee that I had it lives in Southern California. Yeah. To this day, I've never met him in person. I've never been in the same room. I've never shaken his hand. I love it. We worked I love it. Zoom. My executive assistant's in Denver. I've never met her in person, never sat in the same room. <laughs> Our app developer in Western BC, I can go on and on. Yeah. yeah. Yet we have twice a week, we do a weekly huddle, a water cooler huddle that we come mm-hmm. on. Nothing about work. What's the best part of your day? What are you challenged with personally? Yeah. The other part is what's the best part of your business side? What are we challenged with? What's the rose and the thorn? Yeah. Right? What petals are blooming? What, what are we having that's sticky? So amazing to me that in this new world as a CEO that you are working with people that you've never been in the same room with. And I'm an in-person guy. Yes. This is telling me that you and I are in the same room. We shook hands. We're just kind of vibing, but we're now a room of video. Yeah. We're in a world of video. And so we've had this much success selling to companies across the country, but doing presentations this way, mirroring our phone to say, here's exactly how the app works, yeah. how, how it goes. But that's probably the most thing that people wouldn't think about. A leaders at companies or CEOs have had to adapt with this new way of working. Mm-hmm. Of going, you can't tell someone they have to come to an office anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. But if it's working and we're this productive and we're this successful, what is the future? How bright can it be yeah. for any company? Yeah. To me, it's pretty invigorating. I think one of my questions is as someone who's an entrepreneur himself that like hasn't fully let go of like that someone not being close to me that I can like have like, you know, pull them close and just like, hey, yeah. what it was that what can you give me like that first time that you had to let that go, that experience of like one to one, like what that feeling was? Was it nervousness? Was it just kind of like, you know, we got to get to business and get to work? It, it, I think it's a different, it, it's the balance of knowing there's time to talk personal. Yeah. You would have that at the copy machine. We'll say, yeah. Where, hey, did you see the game last night? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe the Cardinals did that. You know, lost blah, blah, blah. But you have to have that. It can't just be come on and go. Yeah. I think the other side of it is, is I'm a big and huge proponent of meetings. Don't need to be an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've run into this regimen of it's always an hour meeting. Zoom started out the first part of the pandemic. Well, we'll set up an hour. I'm like, look, we can cover this in 15 minutes. Yeah. We do that. Let's get to it. Know what it is. Get right back to where it goes. And the third one for me was, I don't care if your dog barks. I don't care if your baby cries. I don't care if the doorbell rings. We're all in a new place of life. Mm -hmm. You're you're being able to learn how to balance this from home. Mm -hmm. I, as your employer, should have that understanding and have that empathy to say, that's just a different environment. And so if we can balance those two things, I think it works. Look, I, I can't wait for the day to have an office again, have people coming back um, just because there's something about the human connection that's important. Absolutely. But we're at that point of balance of, you know, are we out of COVID or are we in COVID? Do we have monkey pox? Do we not have monkey pox? We have COVID sprouting up here again in Arizona and it's summertime yep. when people are outside and it's hot. So this is going to be with us for a long time. It may be called a flu strain, but we're going to have to learn to be different with each other. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure we keep the connection personally not just on the business side. Yeah. And I think that's something that we're like, I'm very excited about to see the kind of residual effect of this, where it's like, where a lot of people at home, a lot, you know, some people are excited to go back to the office and be the connectors. And, you know, there will be kind of this nice little point where it's like, yeah, everyone's working really well together, either in the office or at home. And I'm, I'm excited for that. That to me, as someone who, needed um a a flexibility for my son that that was something that i took with great pride it's like that something i was like wow this allowed me to do this and i was very thankful for it so um reaching towards the end here i usually kick it off to look towards the future and can you give us something that you have in your own heart or in your own mind about what you want with uh, gvc and um, you know, any goals like that? Can you tell yeah, us? I, I'm uh, too specific. I want to reach and have a million people have access to this by the end of 2023. Yeah. It's the first one. Number two is I'm going to implore and reach out to all of those that are the influencers in the country and go, Hey, Dwayne, the rock Johnson <laughs> came up in a small family with a single mom and humble beginnings. And you know how hard that was. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to influence over 200 million people on Instagram Tell us how we can work with you to get that story out to that many people because yeah. they're hurting and they're in pain and they don't have a solution. Yeah. So you, know, you think of Jennifer Lopez, you think of Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. a lot of people, just because they're famous, they came from humble beginnings. But I think if we could, we could reach out to them and say, look, again, it's purpose over profit. Yeah. If we can do really good mission, we can get a lot of people feeling a lot better. And if you take that pressure off the brain, 
how much more productive are, are they? How much better husband or wives are they? How much better parents are they? Yeah. So we, we have the ability to do change if we all put our kind of proverbial, you know, our money where our mouth is. I think too, it's like, it's the beautiful trickle down effect for not only the employers, but for the individual themselves that has the benefits. I mean, again, we were talking about mental health and what that effect goes into your, what those side effects of like yourself and your family, what that, if you're taking care of yourself and those things, and then um, just a little bit towards the celebrity and humble beginnings. I mean, when the rocks production company is seven bucks, um, you have Mark Wahlberg with his clothing line. That's um, I think it was like something municipal. municipal. And yeah. then, you know, these different places, like they, they highlight with their humble beginnings and this yeah. in itself is it's, it's its beauty of um, humble beginnings like you and your company. And it's just, I think, there's so much, there's so much beauty in what it's giving that I don't think anyone should ever not take the time to at least research and, and give it a thought themselves, because I really do think the cost at the, at the, what you're getting for and for what it is um, plain and simple without any kind of fakeness or any kind of like, you know, repercussions of not doing such and such or not following, you know, that side, you know, I think you are, just someone who is making a big effect with just this simple piece. Yeah, we're of, trying. Thank you. Jose. Simple we're, piece of technology. Yeah. And our, again, I can't highlight our team enough. It's the team that makes this thing happen because without really simplistic technology to use, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's pretty fun because when it comes up, it says, talk to a doctor, prescription care, schedule mental health, yeah. immediate crisis counselor. You tap it, you go behind a firewall, your, your account, it's been completely privacy. Yeah. So if you're an 18 year old female at college and you want your mom and dad to know about a STD or a mental health issue mm-hmm. or something, you have that in your palm of your hand yeah. because it's always with you. Yeah. And if you need to talk to that doctor, it's there, but we're at this place now where if we can all collectively say, look, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's okay to give people a tool to get better. Absolutely. It's, it's just, we're just on this hamster wheel that it's not changing. So at some point, mm-hmm. put the log in the hamster wheel, stop it and go, hey, wait a second. We got to make yeah. a difference here. Yeah. And it's time. I think it too, it's like one of, we could talk all day about this. I think it's the simplicity of it so much is giving um, the power to the people where in the sense of like, right. instead of having to wait and be scared to go to the doctor or the emergency room or be worried about like, am I going to have to pay an arm and a leg? This is just a simple click touch. I'm not afraid. I know what I'm getting. I know what I need, or it's, it's just very simple. So it's, again, I think you got something here, Tim, and I'm rooting for you. I I'm doing everything. If I can give you another platform, I would, it, this is just all I got. And again, I appreciate all of Let's your time. This, no, let's get this story on. I mean, look, and the Absolutely. other part of that, what I love about you is, is we're just proud to be in Arizona. Absolutely. I think, you know, we, we've got Silicon Valley, has always been the tech capital of the world, but we've got people from the governor's office to GPEC to a lot of the folks here in town are going, let's become a tech hub. Yeah. We're the biggest, we have three of the big chip companies building seven, nine and $12 billion plants here. Yeah. This they're coming. Kind of a place where it needs to be. Bill Gates bought 10,000 acres on the West side to create a technology hub. Let's, okay. let's be the shining beacon in the country to go. It started here in Arizona. Yeah. And we know how to take care of that workforce no matter where they are and, and help them. So yeah, we, we, we got to lean on them. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's like, if we can also keep the heart to it, to the, for the people and I, I'm, I'd be proud to, to call that a, a win. 
Uh, so thank you, Tim. Um, I leave the end here to let you promote the business where people can go to find um, GVC, uh, GVC and all of your benefits and everything where they can sign up. This is your time to promote. Go uh, right ahead. Just give virtualcare.com. That's as simple as that. You Beautiful. sign up, you're prompted, you get to download the app. You add as many family members that you want. You know, I think the other quick piece, Jose, is during COVID, aunt and uncle moved in with young Sally and Jim because they didn't have it. Well, they're under your roof. Add them to it. I got hope 15. People, people think it. I'm crazy, but I hope they abuse us. Yeah. Other household pay the 25 bucks. If it's aunt, uncle, if it's stepbrother, if it's mm -hmm. daughter-in-law, cousin, because if they're, if they're doing it, it means they need it. Yep. We have 27,500 United farm workers that go from Texas to Arizona to California back and through. Mm -hmm. We've enabled and we'll have live a full Spanish app version of GBC because it needs to be immersive yeah. for Spanish speaking folks that are yeah. heartbeat of our town. Yep. They, they have it just as much. So we're trying to really think about it, but yeah, just give virtualcare.com. Um, and if you're an employer, you can reach out to us at gbchealthtech.com mm -hmm. Whether you have 50 employees, five employees, 50,000, doesn't matter. We can assist you and, and bring those on because that workforce is the lifeblood that makes your company hum. Yeah. And don't you want to retain them? It's yep. so much money to market that we're hiring. It's so much time for your general manager to sit down and interview people. They're spending so much on recruiting when they could put the money and go, why not retain who you have? Yep, absolutely. So we're just trying to use some basic logic. Uh, absolutely. I think you got something here, Tim. And so before we go, I have to do my little bit. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. All of our social media handles is Finding Arizona Podcast. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So tell us who you want in next. And last but not least, we always say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs for our four-legged friends as wow. always. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Good night.